Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Rick Dayton on the radio, 37 minutes past 4 o'clock here on KDKA. There is so much going on around us. And frankly, we are very, very fortunate to be able to have access to experts in so many fields, including my next guest on the program. Please welcome to the program Dr. Wendy Berg, who is from UPMC, but she also was a professor at the University of Pittsburgh in the medical school there. Diagnostic radiology is her area of expertise, not only as an MD, but also as a researcher holding a PhD as well. Dr. Berg, thank you very much for being on KDK. How are you? I'm very good. I would like to, first of all, give you an opportunity to talk about some of these new recommendations and requirements is maybe a better word when it comes to reporting that the FDA just came out with this past week as it results or as it relates, excuse me, to mammographies. Right. So most women are well aware that getting a mammogram every year starting at age 40 reduces their chance of dying from breast cancer. But what they may not know is that it does not benefit every woman equally Um, that breast density is actually a big issue. And dense tissue is the sort of fibroglandular tissue where the milk can be produced. And there are four categories of density. And since 2014, women in Pennsylvania have actually been told as part of their results letter whether they have fatty, scattered, heterogeneously dense, or extremely dense breasts. But those last two categories are considered dense, and dense breasts can hide cancers on the mammogram. And they also reduce, uh, sorry, increase the risk of developing breast cancer. About 40% of women have dense breasts, and about 40% of cancers are missed in dense breast tissue. And there's now, as of last week, a new rule from the FDA that beginning in September of 2024, all mammography results letters will need to inform all women in the United States whether or not they have dense breasts or not dense breasts. And if they have dense breasts, they may want to consider additional screening with either possibly ultrasound or even better, an MRI, because we can find more cancers early when they're easily treated. Ultrasound, MRI, those, I think for many people, we understand what they do, but is that going to be something that someone's insurance is going to pick up? Or is that something that if someone like you or somebody who is their, their doctor says, hey, we need to have a closer look, that it will be covered then? So in, tw- in Pennsylvania, we're actually very lucky on two counts. In 2020, a new law was passed that required insurance to cover supplemental screening with MRI or ultrasound as indicated by the doctor or request um, as, as long as it was appropriate in women who have extremely dense breasts or if they've heterogeneously dense breasts and other risk factors. There's now a new law that's uh, being discussed. It just passed the Senate unif- uh, unanimously last week that Senator Kim Ward has put forth Senate Bill 8 with support from the Pennsylvania Breast Cancer Coalition that would actually eliminate any copay or deductible uh, with that supplemental screening. So that will be even easier then for women to be able to get this uh, potentially life-saving and certainly um, helpful uh, diagnosis so that they have an early uh, cancer found if it's there and it'll be easier to treat. 
Um, it is currently a bit of a barrier, and women do need a prescription from their doctor for any supplemental screening with MRI or ultrasound. And it may not be available at every single imaging center. Uh, we recently started doing abbreviated MRI at University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine and UPMC, um, and that makes it less expensive and easier to access. Um, we're also doing research on contrast-enhanced mammography that may be a better option for more women in the near future. That would preclude them having to go to the additional steps of doing MRI or ultrasound? Right, exactly. Right. It may be a one-stop shot. Um, ultrasound and mammography can be done at the same visit. An MRI and a mammogram can be done at the same visit right now, but it does require a little bit of effort on the part of the woman to ask for the script from her doctor. Mm -hmm. um, I'm lucky again. My own cancer was only found because I knew enough to ask for the MRI, and it was found early when it was very easily treated. The numbers from the CDC are now saying that about one in eight women will end up with breast cancer at some point in her life. How has that number changed during the course of your career and your research? And because of the fact that we have not only better imaging out there, but also better diagnostic and, and now the additional ways that you can screen through ultrasound and MRI, how has that changed? So for women who have no risk factors, they don't have dense breasts, they don't have any family history, the number is closer to 1 in 12. Um, but it's higher for women who have a family history of breast cancer or, again, dense tissue in the mammogram, uh, have had a prior atypical biopsy. And so for those women in that latter group who are at increased risk, it's much more important to do the additional screening. And the risk may be as high as 1 in 4 or even 1 in two or three, depending on their various risk factors. One of the things that Senator Ward's bill would also do would be to allow genetic counseling and genetic testing to be done in women by the age of 30 so that we can better identify those women who are at very high risk, because even without dense breast, if a woman has a known disease-causing mutation or is found to have one, um, and usually we find those because of a high-risk family history, then she should start screening with MRI at least by age 30, if mm -hmm. not by age 25. And then we add a mammogram starting at age 30. Um, and those women may be, you know, one in two risk of developing breast cancer in their lifetime. So it really does depend on looking at the whole picture and talking to a woman's doctor to get the best advice. Some women can't tolerate an MRI because of claustrophobia, in which case ultrasound currently would be the next best option to add to the mammogram. But as I mentioned soon, the contrast-enhanced mammogram may also be a good option. Dr. Wendy Berg joining us here, University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine, also a researcher and a physician, MD, PhD, as she is working in uh, diagnostic radiology. Are there things during the course of a woman's life, whether it's entering or after having gone through the childbearing years, menopause, that changes breast density? Or is that something that you tend to stay the same throughout the course of your years? That's a really good question, actually. And breast density does tend to decrease after menopause when there's less hormonal stimulation of the breast tissue. The greatest risk of uh, actually developing breast, breast cancer is around menopause when the hormones are more up and down. We kind of call it the last hurrah. Mm -hmm. um, and they really can do more uh, damage, if you will, to the breast tissue that gets stimulated a lot during that time. Um, if we look at women in their 40s, about half of them have dense breasts. If we look at women around age 50, it's about 40%. And by age 60, it's only about 25% of women who have dense breasts. But some women, especially if they have extremely dense breasts to start with, 
they're going to have dense breasts their entire life. Um, risk factors can also change, obviously, as uh, if a new family member is diagnosed with breast cancer, that's something to take into consideration. A biopsy may be done that shows atypical results, um, and that should also be considered when discussing with the doctor what type of screening to have in addition to the mammogram. Before we let you go, Dr. Berg, because Pennsylvania already is requiring that that information be sent to ladies here in the Keystone State, does this impact our listeners in any other way? It does in the sense that the language will be changing. Um, It will have to say in the letter that your breast tissue is dense or that your tissue is not dense. Um, whether or not it continues to specify heterogeneously dense versus extremely dense is a little bit unclear. Mm-hmm. It, it's allowed, but clearly all of the letters will be changing as of September of 2024. And so it's just important that women understand what that means and that having dense breasts does increase the risk of developing breast cancer and can also hide cancer on the mammogram. Um, I do also work with a website on a voluntary basis, densebreastinfo.org, that has additional information about the different screening tests, what dense tissue means, and what you might want to do about it. We are so glad that we wrestled you away from Baltimore after all those years at Johns Hopkins, and we're glad that we can call you a Pittsburgher once again. Dr. Berg, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. Dr. Wendy Berg joining us from UPMC and the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine, where she is not only an MD, but a PhD and doing diagnostic radiology, among other things and other research. So glad to have her here. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.